I mean, we could keep rocking if you want. Do you want to get... Hey! <laughs> Sorry, I thought that we were doing Gary Glitter for a second. <laughs> Here, listen, man. I actually happen to love the music of Gary Glitter. Yeah. But he's been canceled, you know? So we I don't know. bring up guys like that on this show anymore. Okay, sorry. You you know, you canoodle with children, you're off the list. That's yeah. just the way it works. Damn it. It's the way it's always should have worked, but for a long time, people got away with it. But no, Black Key's right there to kick off episode 128 of the Brian Oak Show. How is it possible, Sean, that we're already at episode 128? I have no idea. Well, I'll tell you exactly sure why. bottom out like... After number six or so. Oh, we bottomed out. But, I mean, it's been a slow slog out of the mud. You know, like quicksand? When you were young, this is not where I was going to go, but when you were young, weren't you led to believe that quicksand was going to be a much more common occurrence oh, than it's I'd actually turned to out Lake to be? I Beach and I would run into quicksand, so watch out. I thought it was everywhere. It seemed like, you know, whether you were watching Hardy Boys or Starsky and Hutch, that the like you know like quicksand was everywhere like and you had to yeah. find a a python to grab onto or a vine. Yeah, I always had a plan just in case. What was your plan? Just to grab onto somebody else because I was figured if you're with somebody else and they at least you get out of the quicksand. So yeah. I, I hung out with a lot of people I didn't like for years. That's the that's the philosophy behind uh, like a wolf attack or a shark attack. You don't have to be faster than the predator. You just have no. to be faster than the person you're that's with. That's the old joke of the two guys in the woods. They yeah. see the bear and and the guy stops after running a little bit, puts his running shoes on, and the guy says, well, you can't possibly outrun that bear. He goes, no, but I can outrun you. <laughs> I love that joke. That's kind of like the punchline where doctor says you're going to die. You familiar with that yeah. joke? What's the bad news? <laughs> I knew about it a week ago. <laughs> There's so many good "you're gonna die in 24 hours" jokes. His, speaking of, now that actually leads me into my philosophical question. Right. Where we're going to start episode 128 of the Brian Oak Show. Um, it is the Brian Oak Show, made possible by Smart Start MN and all of our Patreon members. Thank you so much. Two new Patreon members this week, by the way. How did that happen? Bre- because it's a good show, oh, Sean. Okay. All right, that's cool. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm not. You don't go. Don't start work as a life coach because you're not going to make it. Um, so thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We've got a great guest for you today. A band, two guests that will be joining us here very shortly. Looking forward to it. But before we get there, um, I that's Sean Bernard. I'm Brian Oak. So you talked about what did you just say about death? Oh. Just the the joke about you have 24 hours to live. Exactly. Okay, so my question was for you, because I woke up this morning way too early, and I laid there thinking, I'm often paralyzed by existential angst. You know, not to the point where I could be bothered to create any art that might be worthwhile or lasting beyond my time on this big blue marble we call Earth, but I lay there thinking about the nature of death and what comes next. Now, I'm not really interested in your philosophical <laughs> belief of what you're, what you know, like, whoa, we emerge into a new form of existence or consciousness, or we sit on clouds playing harps. I don't really give a shit about that. My curiosity is, what are you going to have done with your body when you're gone? Or at least, what are your last wishes? Because once you're gone, they can do whatever they want with it. They can hang it up in a tree and 
throw boomerangs at it. You know how they have the fake caveman and ice that they have at different parks right now? You want to be the real really, cadaver? Yeah, I want to be the real guy. I wanna, that's what I want to do. In uh, all honesty, what are you doing with your body? Are you, be, are you an organ donor? Yes. Okay, I'm me too. I'm absolutely going to donate my body to science so they can go, oh, so this is what happens when you're lethargic. No, I, I want to, Hey, shut it over there. Yeah. You guys aren't even on yet. She's just laughing. No, well, I'm, I'm I gonna, mean... I'm going to donate my body to some kind of science science type thing, and then I want them to burn the ashes. Okay, so this is my point. This is, this is the thing right there. So John Prine has a great song called Please Don't Bury Me. Um, I am more than happy to donate whatever organs might work. Yeah. I'd start with the fingers and toes because those seem to be in relatively decent shape. The closer you get to the middle, the closer you get to the center, that's sort of like it's like the Chernobyl of my body. Like you don't want anything that's inside my thoracic cavity. It's over in there. But they could do like a whiskey experiment like deal. I haven't had whiskey in a long time. I know, but I'm saying they can say this is what happens when you drank a lot of whiskey and then you didn't. Oof. And someone would be like, so you're telling me my choices are death or Brian Oak's liver? Well, it's been. Doctor says you're not going to make it. Exactly. But I'm in the same boat. And the main reason that I want to be burned when I die is I have. I'm not sure if it was because I read too much Edgar Allan Poe as a young child uh, or what it is. I have this fear that I am going to wake up inside a coffin buried in the ground now and again i know that sounds silly and it sounds like an episode of the night gallery or twilight zone or something night gallery that episode so there was one of of night gallery all time and there's been other movies like that as well the vanishing and i it's in my head and so i literally have a living will right now that says i will be burned alive because not alive I would rather be burned alive than wake up and live out my final hours in a small coffin buried under six feet of dirt, scrabbling at the wood. Sorry, this is probably better saved for the Halloween episode, isn't it? Yeah, because, you know, it's we got enough bad shit happening right now, I feel, like that maybe we ah. could, maybe, uh, let's park this one. Here's let's my put gift. this one on the Here's parking lot, as they say in corporate I'm America. offering perspective, okay? okay. Burned because, alive. Yeah, guess what? Burned alive? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, waiting, waiting for your vaccine, wearing a mask, not so bad compared to Burned Alive. I agree, and we should wrap this up soon, like sooner or later, I think, just to get on to some more positive stuff. But <laughs> I just watched a movie, uh, and in it, they were talking about the plague of 100 years ago. And you know what was crazy? Was that the Spanish flu? Is that what that one was? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was wearing a mask, and they weren't making a big political fucking statement about it. They just didn't want to die? They just didn't want to die. Or kill other people yeah, around them? it was so crazy. So they just wore their fucking mask? They just mask? wore their fucking mask, and it got huh. better. It was And awesome. eventually it went away. Yeah. How long did it take? I don't really know much about the Spanish flu. I don't either, but because they moved on to other less important <laughs> things in the movie besides the million plus people dying. Uh, well, let's so just fucking let's just let's move on. No, we've got we've got a great guest, a a new band called Space Hog will be joining Ooh. us shortly. A duo that we are very You're excited space to meet. Hug, right, not Space Hog. There was another That's band it. called Space Hog, okay. which I'm sure they've already run into issues with, possibly been sued by. Um, no, well, not yet. Not until the vast reach of this podcast brings Space Hug <laughs> to a much larger audience. Um, I've been using this first song opportunity here on the show to uh, sort of uh, get uh, certain 
earworms and bugs in my head that I like. You wake up with a song and you cannot get rid of it. Jason Isbolt is one oh. of my favorite songwriters, favorite American songwriters the last twenty years. Me too. Me too. I didn't know that. Started out in Drive By Truckers. Oh yeah. And then left and put out a couple of great records. Then got sober, and I'm normally not an advocate for being sober, even though I'm now sober. His last three records are as good American music missives, if you're into the singer-songwriter mm-hmm. thing, the Americana thing, as I've heard in a long time. But he also happens to retain in his sobriety an incredible sense of humor, an incredible sense of decency, whether you follow him on social media. Oh, follow him on Twitter, for Christ's sake. It's the greatest to. thing ever. He's so good on Twitter. He's super funny and super sharp, but he also occasionally just says really good things like, um, well, he was quoting a Rolling Stone tweet that said, music instrument sales have risen dramatically during quarantine. The CEO of Sweetwater said, we sell a thousand guitars every day just posted more than $1 billion in annual revenue, and I'm glad that more people are getting guitars. And Jason Isbell wrote, I'm all in favor of more people buying guitars, but read up on Chuck Surak and consider patronizing a local guitar shop rather than ordering from Sweetwater. I bought a guitar this week from Garrett Park Guitars in Maryland, and it came up to my house in perfect shape in one day. I don't think he's saying that Sweetwater is an evil company. No. But like you and I advocate, whether we're talking about restaurants, Mm -hmm. knife fighting academies, porn shops. That was Sean, not me, (laughs) potential sponsors, Uh, music shops, record shops, whatever the case may be. That's the problem is you can't even go buy porn in person anymore. It's all on the internet now. Is that how it works? Yeah. Oh. I mean, you can still go get toys and fun outfits, but no. I don't believe in that sort of thing. Let's move on. You're the one who brought it up. I, I was, I like I was building to a crescendo. We have guests to talk to. This was supposed to be over five minutes ago. Anyway, when I read that, I had this one song stuck in my head. He has done such incredible music over the course of the last 10 years. But this song both makes me cry. And I love story songs. Mm-hmm. And this tells one of the greatest stories. Not very many musicians can get away with story songs. And this is one of my very favorites by Jason Isbell in the 400 units called Cumberland Gap on The Brian Oak Show.
it's just one of the great story songs, and I've had it stuck in my head. So and good. he he really is. I mean, I don't mean to I don't mean to you know uh, be hyperbolic about it, but I really am a huge fan of his style of songwriting. And for some people, it's a little too earnest, a little too. Mm, but I got to be honest, man. If you like story songs, Jason Isbell is one of the finest proponents of American storytelling in musical form that exists these days. See, I was a Ryan Adams fan, and now that I can't be a fan of his anymore, I've just gone over to Jason Isbell. First it's Gary Glitter, now it's Ryan Adams. God damn it. Do you want to bring up Michael Jackson? Then I start to wonder, is it me? Am I the problem? <laughs> like, I don't know what's that. Why am I following these people that... Uh-oh. We're going to cover that another time. What am I, a space <laughs> monkey? Is that what you said? I said, don't be a space hug fan, please. Oh, exactly. <laughs> what, what are we going to yeah. learn about space hug? Well, yeah. I, I tell you what, we're going to learn a tremendous amount more than we know right wow. now, coming up in mere moments. But first, it's the Brian Oak Show, made possible by Smart Start MN. Smart Start MN, what do they do? They are Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. Let's say that you, someone you love, someone you care about, someone you know, makes that stupid tragic decision to drink and drive and you get busted hopefully no one's hurt hopefully you're not hurt but it's still going to be extremely problematic and you're going to need to get back to some semblance of a regular life you're going to need to get back on the road but that is daunting it's expensive it's straight uphill and it is very difficult smart start mn can step in and help you by getting the original ignition interlock installed in your vehicle so that you can get back to your regular life and start building it back because look everyone's made stupid ass mistakes in their life right have you ever made one sean uh, just one just the one <laughs> and that was signing up to be part of the brian oak show that llc was big one that, that was, was the big, big one well exactly sadly smart start mn can't help you there but many people make different types of mistakes and it's always a slog to crawl out of it like quicksand you didn't want to fall in quicksand no you also didn't intend to get busted for a dwi but it happened these are the people that can help you yeah and if you don't want to have to ask for a ride to the porn shop go to <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Ed and Mike, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Sean's like this. Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show for 20% off the installation. Hey, brother, Kenny, can you give me a ride to the porn show? <laughs> no problem. I had to pick up a couple things anyway. I just got to blow into this thing and we'll be there in 20. <laughs> Smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show for 20% off. The installation of the ignition interlock system. Let's move on. You know, I feel bad for today's guests because <laughs> they seem like nice people and we've set them up so poorly. Never again will they come back to the studio. So poorly. Death and porn. Um, well, oh my God, that's all we've talked about so far. <laughs> Well, you know what, Adrienne? Welcome to the Brian Oak Show, okay? <laughs> this is, it's, that's how we live life here on the Brian Oak Show. Eric Newman, Adrian, Adrienne, so sorry. Prettyman, I will screw that up a couple more times, so please be it's patient okay, with Brian. me. Uh, oh, touche. <laughs> Brian. Brian. Yes, oh, I like the way you rolled the R. <laughs> Together, they are the band Space Hug. How are the both of you today? Very good. Happy to be We're here. We're outside of our house. Which is weird. Are you <laughs> Survive, so are you surviving lockdown okay? We yeah. we are. We have each other. Most people do not have their loved one. Stay on the mic. <laughs> but but no, we we have each other, and and that's been really enjoyable. Well, so I mean, both living together and working together, and again, being in love is wonderful, and mm -hmm. being together is wonderful. Yes. 
That being said, there's been a shit ton of together in the last year. <laughs> there has been. So I appreciate the pretty picture you're painting right now, Adrienne. But has it really been wonderful? It has for me, anyways. It has. Well, we were so we were good friends in a band actually before. What was the this. band? Uh, we were in Sawyer's Dream, okay. a local original music. Uh, we had to dress up in hippie outfits. Yeah, regularly. I was just the guitarist and. He just was. the guitarist with like stripedy but let, bell yeah, let's back it up i mean so we're doing like uh <laughs> like i mean like what kind of band are we modeling ourselves after like i mean so you're you're playing out regularly which is what a gigging musician does mm-hmm. no judgment there but you've decided to do the hippie thing so i mean we're talking headbands we're talking fringe Absolutely. we're talking stripy pants oh yeah, yeah. the whole so, bit like what kind of songs are we doing well what happened was i was retired from music and then i wanted to get back in it and i started playing guitar again and then i met this guy uh, Sky Ottman, who had the Sawyer's Dream Band, and he's like, I'm looking for a guitar player. And I'm like, oh, I can jump back into playing again. So it was his band, and it was his songs. And it was like, we're a hippie band, and my songs are kind of hippie, and you wear hippie clothes and play guitar. So I, then, just, I just shut my mouth and played guitar, you know? <laughs> well, Le- leather vests? No, I was Paisley like... Paisley shirts? Yeah, Paisley shirts, nice. and bell bottoms, stuff Love like it. that. So, And Adrian, what were you saying? Well, and I joined a couple years later. I had taken a break from music similarly i had babies that's real draining i don't recommend it for any of you guys to get pregnant well if the you're three going, of you man if you're going to be a an, a gigging musician then for sure don't do it i mean <laughs> right? being a parent is kind of great like mine is uh, mine's 22 you and made it man well you made it to the other side you think so you would yeah. like to think so In and theory. i know you with young children <laughs> yes. i hate to break it to you 22 is not the other side. It's true. It's not over yet. Well, I had twins and they were about one and I was, so I was feeling like I was in my own early pandemic a couple of years ago in quarantine. That's early childhood, working right? working from home and then I had my kids and I needed to just escape and get out. So I found an ad for that same band that Eric was in and we became good friends. Um, I was a soprano singer in that band. And but again, none of our own creative stuff. Um, and we did that for a couple of years, and then the pandemic hit, kind of reevaluated our uh, priorities, and that we wanted to do our own music, and it wasn't quite the right fit. And uh, just so happened that we kind of started dating, and then we went, well, "Why don't we just do our own band?" And then we all go into lockdown, so we're like, "Now we're trapped here forever." You're right. <laughs> Rehearsal never stops. Not even during sleep. I'm going to hum in your ear (laughs) and you better fucking harmonize. Okay. Well, the best part was, so we have a studio downstairs. I've got a kind of unfinished basement that I turned into half very primary colored Fisher Price toys. And then the other half is our own studio. And um, so we just turn away from the toys if we're trying to be like sexy and cool. It's sexy rock and roll. Like, you know. Let ow! I stepped on a Lego. Precisely. <laughs> Anybody who's had a child, and you you know, you can still do sexy rock and roll with children. But anybody who's gone through the process of children knows exactly that you're still like, no, I'm an edge lord. I, I I would I would easily fit in 
to Andy Warhol's factory right now. <laughs> it's just that if I don't stop and get some nappies on the way home, yeah. then I'm going to be in trouble when I get home. <laughs> Plus, you know, we got to get to bed early and the kid yeah. always wakes up around 2 a.m. So I'm going to have to let Andy know that I'm not going to be able to make the weird art installation tonight. That's what that's what being parents is. That's yeah. what being a parent is. And especially if you try to mix it with doing something like music. So, But at least you, during lockdown, have a studio. You have yeah. a place. And as you mentioned earlier before we started recording, Eric, having kids around is, it's both a blessing and a curse, right? Because <laughs> kids, my daughter is the only genuine, don't take this personally, Sean. My daughter is the only genuinely important thing I've ever done with my entire life. It's I've had a very Sean. good life. I've had an interesting life. Right. I've had some great opportunities. Sole purpose. No, I, again, and our, our work here together means so much to me. I know. <laughs> well, we'll have an after show meeting. <laughs> Probably not. I got to get home and talk to my daughter. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, but I mean, but it really is. And so it's amazing. But also, you're talking about twins mm-hmm. that yeah. are in the teeth of oh. it right now. You know, people talk about the terrible twos and they're like, let me tell you a thing or two about parenting. Three is when they really learn their own personality. We need to get rid of terrible twos and come up with the thrombosis threes or something oh, yeah. because three-year-olds, my daughter at Tyrannical three. Tyrannical threes. Thank you. <laughs> well put, Eric. I mean, really, really good. So we'll talk more about that. And I also want to talk about both of your paths through music until now. But right now what I want to do is talk about Space Hug. Space Hug is this duo right here. It is Eric Newman and Adrienne Prettyman. Um, and you have a brand new single out that is part of a three song EP. And is that all available for people to get if they want to get their teeth in it? Yeah. You know, online Spotify and you know, what we're working on more. We're busy, Brian. I, no, no, I'm not <laughs> we, rushing you. I'm trying yeah. to promote your yeah, product. No, it's on like I, Adrian, I'm trying to promote your ba- brand. Okay. Yeah. So, but let me ask you this then. I mean, I know it's not the most crucial part right now. You're in the, in the, you're sort of on that pink cloud of creativity. Yeah. But at some point, you're going to want this to make some money. So is there a way for people to go? Can they go to Bandcamp to buy your music? Spotify, I think, and okay. uh, iTunes or something. Yep, Apple. Apple. He's clearly not involved know. in that level of okay. the process. I'm more on the creative, like, uh, in the studio. Yeah, it's all the places. It's um, she does more of the internet stuff. So. Sean, does this sound familiar to you at all? <laughs> it does a little bit. I'm really more just the talker guy <laughs> yeah, over yeah. here. And yeah. you you take care of all the other stuff, the thing stuff. Every month, Brian's like, are we going to get a check this month? <laughs> how, does, <laughs> how does that work? We're doing this stuff. All right. Well, I highly recommend Bandcamp because you guys get more of yes. the money than, than anywhere else. But yeah. Space Hug is available and out there now. So the two of you are together and you are making a band and you've got lots of time to do it. When you're not trying to corral two three-year-old demons, mm-hmm. and I don't mean to speak ill of your they're children. Beautiful. No, they're beautiful. Of course they are, but they're also demons. They can they? be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I've been there. I know what this I is call, like. I call it's it's a boy and a girl. I call Charles and Mary Antoine. Aunt Maria, I can't say it. Maria Antoinette. Did you just have like a minor stroke? I did. Like, Maria just, Antoinette. It happens. Friend, it happens on the show all the time. Yeah. Here's what we're gonna do. Blah, 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 blah. All three of us, all four of us, are going to take a quick anti-stroke breath because strokes happen <laughs> when you're not breathing deeply enough. Listen, follow me. I learned this uh, in my sobriety training. When you decide to do dedicated breathing. If you breathe in slowly and measuredly for yeah. four seconds, the exhale must take eight seconds because oh. that gets more of it out. I have asthma, Brian. Okay. So Charles you? and Maria Antoinette, <laughs> and anyway, so they're We're like, to be the no, 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 that's uh, fine. How does how does a singer have <laughs> asthma? 
I just try really hard. That's all. I just give it my all. Is what it is. Will you grab her inhaler, please? You gotta root for the underdog here, guys. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. Okay, I, that is something I can identify eight, eight with. Seconds very strong. Is way too much dead air. You know that, bro. Yeah, exactly. No, but I mean, if we if we did it with the listeners. Oh, okay. No, no, we're not doing that oh, right okay. now. No, okay. no, 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 because nobody who listens to this show is yeah. interested in meditation. They want to hear music, and it's been too long since we've heard a song. We're going to hear Space Hugs' debut single, which came out on the fifteenth. Is now widely available in all the places. Tell me about the, in as brief a period as possible, because we'll have plenty of time to talk about it on the far side, In give me the elevator speech on the philosophy of what we're doing in Space Hug. I would say that what we're trying to do is put out some pop music with some cool spacey stuff. Uh, that lyrically, it's relevant, like relationship and social stuff. So that would be the mix.
Well, hell yeah, the debut single from a new band, Space Hug. I like it. Infamous entertainers. So here's the deal. In recent years, there have been a spate of male-female duos that I have absolutely fallen in love with. Marion Hill, Sylvan Esso, you know, where the... I don't like to assign roles to anyone. Anybody can do anything, but, you know, the music is... Largely, not entirely, but largely crafted by the male portion of the duo. And the female vocals front the things and, frankly, sell the whole bit. Because without that, what do you got, right? I mean, let's let's be honest. That is our formula, but we came up with it first just a long time before them. Just didn't break it out till now. I got it. Yeah, we were busy. No, no, I'm not trying to, like, (laughs) say that, like, you're following that lead. But there are, it's, it's a classic combo. I mean, like, it's like someone, like, there are a lot of great bands that are like, oh, four guys who are on bass, guitar, drums, and lead vocals. They didn't invent it either. It's okay. (laughs) As long as you're making good music, that's the only point that matters. So, Space Hug, you've got the single that came out. You've got the three songs that are available online. Before we talk about what is yet to come in the world of Space Hug. By the way, Space Hug, I get the impression that's a... That's a COVID-inspired name. Is that fair? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because we can't touch. We exactly. can't, you know, and right. even the people who like to fist bump, I'm like, ah, let's not do that. No, let's just, right. let's just, why Why do we have to touch? What? You know what? It's nice to see your face, or at least half of it that's not covered by a mask. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that, well, we, and we were originally quarantining on the other, he was in St. Paul, I was in Bloomington, and we were not together uh, full-time, so uh, still aren't most of the time we're together but we you know would text each other or call each other before bed and giving you a hug through space yeah, and so yeah. that's kind of how it came about but yeah it that is definitely our formula though we have because with our own studio we do our own work um eric does most of the instrumentation except for a very good friend of ours andrew walls that does the bass, bass. he's yeah. amazing Everyone's going to steal him from us, we know, because we don't pay as much. But <laughs> then, you should, then you should have used a fake name. Exactly, but he's he's so great. Schmandrew Balls. Yes, Schmandrew Balls. To say. That's not it, good. It's fantastic. <laughs> Joey Vitelli. It, it was my first try. First try. Yeah, all right, right. That was, I, I was it. spitballing. He's going to love it. But but we go downstairs and you know after the kids go to bed and we um, kind of put together all the pieces. Usually you lay down all the tracks. You kind of show me. The vocal melody lyrics that you prefer if we haven't done them together. Yeah. And then you kind of let me go downstairs and just do what I want to do with them. Like add if any little echoes, any little harmonies, any whatever. And it's so freeing because it's we actually get to both bring our own creativity and originality to our parts. I've and, always been a proponent of that. Like in yeah. a band, it's like, here's the song, the skeleton of it. Right. You're skilled. Do your part. Do what you want to do. If it's, you know, if I don't like it, I might say that seems a little weird. Right. But the thing is, it's like people are invested then also. It's like they're more talented probably at what they do than you could imagine. Right. 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 Just let them have free reign and do their thing. The thing I've always said in that regard, and I think it applies not only to music, but just about anything that anybody does with their life. I love working with professionals. Like, you know, doing what I did for so long or what I do now. There are other people who are better at this area. Work with professionals. That person's going to get their job done, which frees you up to be even better at your own job. Working with professionals is the difference in every walk of life, save one or two that I can think of. And I think as a songwriter, too, it's so exciting to see that uh, a song come back kind of different than how you heard it. Mm -hmm. And it's 
it's usually way better, right? Well, especially ex- with Adrian, except what he's doing. Except for like that, we talk about this that one day where I was just having a rough day, working from home. I was exhausted. My kids were kicking my butt, and it was about that witching hour bedtime. I had gone downstairs on my lunch break and laid down these tracks, and I was so proud of them, right? And I worked so hard, and I, I was just like, "He's gonna love this." And he goes downstairs, comes over listens and he comes back up and I'm juggling the kids and trying to do the dishes. What did you think? What did you think? And he goes, yeah, you know, I loved about two thirds of it. It was good. And I just, the look of death. It was like, I'm like, oops, that was. And I was like, do you, did you mean, did you mean three thirds? Did you mean three thirds, babe? And he's like, three thirds, three thirds. I think you meant four thirds. I think think you fucking loved it. Like my, my eye was twitching a little bit. Yeah, that was bad. It was a really rough night for us. Again, this, there's a lesson here. There's, there's a, there's a lesson to be learned beyond those of you who are involved in musical endeavors. There's a, there's a lesson here to read the room. Read the room. Know the moment. Um, be like, you know, on first listening seemed great let's go back and listen together and kind of go over it together when we've got some free time this is some good life coaching I'm just kind of brutally honest and it's to a fault let's do this real quick because I I don't want to get too far away from it before we talk more about Space Hug and how Eric came this close to losing his life this close no just just, when he he stepped in it right there I know you weren't going to kill him but I mean I'm a vegan I wouldn't even I wouldn't well, you kill wouldn't, you him. Wouldn't that means him. you wouldn't eat him. I just right. <laughs> she wouldn't eat him. <laughs> she might just leave me out with a track. Right? <laughs> exactly. No, she'll like put you in the garden bag out there. Man, there's a, there's a, no, she'll put you in the garden. There's a lot of nitrogen in that body of yours. Grow <laughs> some veggies. Uh, Adrienne Prettyman and Eric Newman, you comprise Space Hog, a new band. So, Eric, we have to go back, and I don't want to avoid the elephant in the room, but I do want right. to address it. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but. Growing up in Minnesota and having spent as much time around the Minnesota music scene as I have, you were a member of Limited Warranty. Correct. Oh, my goodness. Um, I didn't know that. And I mean, it's it's. What sucks about that is... <laughs> no, no, no. What sucks about it is not the band. What sucks about it is that I was a teenager when Limited Warranty hit, and you look younger than I do. So, go to hell. I cut um, his hair, Brian. I do that. Well, okay. Well, You're then, welcome. I can you, cut Adrian. your hair anytime. There's not very much you just left, call me. Adrian. I will. I, I will call you. Um, but... I, Limited warranty for the people, I mean, everybody knows limited warranty, but for the handful of people who may not, limited warranty was a Minnesota band that made this trajectory. So for me, because I was the weird alt kid growing up in the suburbs, right? Like, right. which was not cool in the mid eighties. And so I followed the suburbs everywhere, but a lot of places the suburbs played where all age kids could go. Limited warranty also played. I saw you guys play at the Metrodome one afternoon. That's correct. I mean, limited, limited warranty was. As likely a commercial success of Minnesota music in the mid-80s as any band. And you were. I mean, you got to tour all over. You got to tour the world. I know the whole Star Search story, you know, doing well on there. I mean, how? what was that like? And again, we could do a whole podcast on this and likely will at some point in the future. But sort of the truncated version, I mean, the limited warranty experience, what did that do? How did it come about? How did it inform you? It was just insane because we were just like some suburban kids who were, you know, playing in a garage and we were doing covers for a while and they were like oh, let's write some songs so we started writing tunes and and it, and it progressed and it got better and better and then we just kept pushing it and i think we kind of fell in love with the new wave that came over from britain you know flock of seagulls and duran duran and all that stuff and we kind of just grabbed onto that 
And then we we got lucky on got on Star Search, won that, and then we got signed to Atlantic, and it was just a, a huge whirlwind. Bill Graham was our manager. Crazy. Yeah, I sat Bill in his Graham, op- Bill Graham. Bill Graham, yeah, I sat in his office. Wild. And then we were, like, on tour with Tina Turner and Eddie Money, and we played with what? the Beach Boys to, like, 100,000 people in a f- giant field in South Dakota. Um, yeah, <laughs> Did that even feel real? So, I mean, like... It was bizarre. I, so you are coming back, and we are having a limited warranty conversation <laughs> okay. at some point in the future because it, it already, I mean, like, when you just say, oh, we got lucky, we got on Star Search, and we won, and <laughs> I mean, like, like that right there is a whole podcast. I mean, so there you are with this whirlwind success, which, I mean, even though you've been working as a band for some time, I mean, this from not really known to being known everywhere and opening right. up for the Beach Boys for 100,000 people. I mean, that's a that's a year and a half span, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and the funny thing is, like, I had a shitty PV Bandit amp and, like, a $250 <laughs> guitar right? and, like, a few pedals, you know, and I'm like, I'm, you know, it's, it was just weird. Like, we went from, like, playing at Duffy's to 150 people to all of a sudden being on these giant stages and it was it was a whirlwind and it was a dream come true. I think my favorite are the stories that he'll tell about like because they were a boy band right so the girls just all freaking out and you have to tell you have to just tell that super quick story about that bar with the Winnebago. Oh, the Winnebago. It wasn't a bar. It was an outdoor gig with Mr. Mister. Mm-hmm. And, nice. Uh, so, Whoa, uh, Sister Christian, Mr. Mister? <laughs> no. Oh, no, they no, did. No, um, no, no. Take these broken wings. Kyrie Eleison. Yes. Sorry, I, I confuse I my bands there briefly. So, so we're at this huge festival with Mr. Mister. We open for him, and then we're backstage, and, like, a bunch of ladies come back. Well, they were football players from, like, I don't know, Tennessee's football team's girlfriends oh. and they couldn't come back and the girlfriends are back there and they're like we're gonna freaking kill you guys <laughs> as soon as this concert's oh, no. over ah, we're gonna ah, freaking ah, kill you guys oh, and no. we're like we got our arms around the girlfriend you know, right chatting them or whatever having a little fun having being a little fun. friendly backstage yeah, right and then so <laughs> the concert gets over and like it clears out and like all of a sudden they come out and we're just pulling out in our winnebago and we're going up this really steep hill and they start running after it and we had a lever to release the, let's say, the bodily fluid collector. Oh, my gosh. And it's, oh, that's classic. It's sort of like a Pee Wee Herman thing, right? It's oh, like, no. they're, they're like, here they come. It's like, release the content. You know? oh, we open wow. the thing, and all this stuff just streams down the hill, and they're like, ah, you know, like slipping and no. sliding. They're so, running through your effluence. Right. And then we just drove off. <laughs> that the was the getaway home. plan. Is we'll getaway. just release the poop on the hill. Like, what? I, I want the limited warranty biopic. <laughs> and I want to know. I, I cannot wait for it because that's going to be one of the great scenes right there. Right. That's amazing. So, Adrienne, Adrienne Prettyman, you sing in Space Hug. You and I come from more of the same background. I don't have any cool rock and roll stories like that. <laughs> I never pulled the lever and dump poop on a bunch of Tennessee football players. Man, being a rock star must be cool. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, you are classically trained. Now, I was in choir and singing and took private lessons growing up. I was not a musician. I don't have the diligence. Or the, I played the viola for four years. This is why you have that silky voice, though. That must be The it. radio voice. Well, they did. At one point, I was encouraged to probably stop playing viola because they were so desperate for basses in the choir. And they're yeah. like, you could probably sing, Brian. And if not, your voice is deep enough. We just need you, please. Um, but you're classically trained. And mm-hmm. so you come to it. When's the first time you play music? 
Well, I I grew up. I mean, it was very traditional, very classic. You know, the the piano, the the choir, church at the time. I was a wedding singer, funeral singer, singer to pay the bills in college. Whoa, and no, now, now we all know the funeral plight, singing. We all know the plight of the wedding singer because you know it's like. Yeah. All right, take a seat. We're going to do the chicken dance, and <laughs> people want the hits at a wedding, right? Because you've got such a wide swath of people. I don't know that I've ever been at a funeral that had a funeral singer before. Oh. What's that like? Is well, that heavy? it was more just like a church that needed someone that would show up and do on eagles' wings. Oh God, holding it together each time. I, I mean, just sang that at work with somebody yesterday <laughs> because I have someone who didn't ever didn't grow up Catholic. And me and one of the other guys did, and we sang on Eagles Wings yesterday I, at work. Well, maybe that'll be the next song. But no, you but really I did turn over a new leaf. You yeah. on oh, the God. Don't of take dawn. my gig, Brian. <laughs> Make you to shine like the sun. Now, so, now, so here's the difference. You're this glorious soprano, and yeah. I'm I'm wallowing we around in the quicksand. We could do edit. We could do edit. I'm gonna pass. But thank well, you. What to pay? Well, it it does actually pay when you're in college. It pays for food and. And, and, you know, a couple of beers at, like, Plums on Ladies' Night where they pay $1 <laughs> drinks for ladies on Wednesdays. Those, I mean, I could afford those nights. So you went to college over in St. Paul? <laughs> I did, at St. Thomas. I got it. No, no, I just, yeah. I, I remember the one time I was at Plums was actually sometime in the last five it's years. It's so classy. Oh, I felt like... I felt like everybody's there's dad's <laughs> older creepy friend. Yeah, don't go yeah. back there. Just no. remember it. Don't go back. Yeah, there's a spot. I was never there the first time. Yeah. There's a spot in that bar too, like where I'm, I hate to say it, but it just smells like vomit. Yeah, it's. I'll bet there's of, more than one. Yeah, it's all like right by the more end, than it's one. Like so sour, and yeah. it's the same carpet from like '86. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm good. Well, but but I did I did have some experience. I, so I worked. I lived in New York City. Spent mm-hmm. my 20s there. I worked at sony bmg um and that's kind of where i did kind of get my experience with the music industry it was just not as rock starish it was more like filing and copyright law but but it worked out fine but i did have uh you know temp jobs at various different agencies there and i remember my first time i, I had just graduated from st thomas one-way ticket um i'm sitting at this at j records and usher comes up to me asking for a pen and I'm like 22, you know, it, I'm peeing my pants a little bit, but like trying to be Cause cool. Because it's Usher. Because it's Usher. And right. I've never even seen like, I don't know. It was just, I was, I was really stressed out. And I remember I was shaking and I handed him a box of Bix, like a whole box, not just like one pen. And they were falling out like into his hands and he was just catching this like waterfall cool. of pens. And he's like, I just need one. I just, it's fine. And then he's like, you're doing great as he's rolling his eyes. And, and so then I was on a different desk the next week. But like, so that was my, that was my, my fame. My fame encounter. I like that. I like that. <laughs> That's how but I did. Let's, let's be honest. 95% of the people who meet Usher at the peak of his fame. So they don't dump pens on him. Well, but right. they would still, they would screw it up somehow. Oh, I mean, No, that's yeah. not true. Let's get another song from Space Hug. So <laughs> Eric and Adrienne are kind enough to join us today in the middle of the pandemic on a Saturday, right before the snow and the sleet and the freezing, whatever the hell is coming. Um, let's hear another song. Tell me about this song right here, My Trip Around the sun it's basically our story here over the last year or so mm-hmm. 
The band is called Space Hug, and you didn't get there first. We did on the Brian Oak Show, so you can suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> for the remainder of January. Which, Message of love. I, you know, and I, I've never really been that guy. Every once in a while, I try to come off with a little bravado, like a little like, yeah, what now? And everyone's like, sit down. Just sit down, Brian. Before we get back to talking to Space Hug, I want to talk to my good friend, Sean Bernard. Sean, hi. Oh, hey, Brian. That'll be enough right there. Back to Space Hug. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Sean Bernard, in addition to being my friend, my business partner, producer of this fine show, is also a realtor for Edina Realty, the 50th in France location. And I can only imagine that I know that, the, that everything's been weird lately and it's not like normal times. But in previous years, late January had to be the gulag, right? Like it had to be the the the, the dead zone, the the wastelands. It is and it isn't. I mean, I'm going to do some showings tomorrow. Um, now you are, but I mean, like in years past, wasn't this a time where no one even was. thought it, about realty? Yeah, it used to be. And, and the other thing is, I think if you have kids, you're not going to move this time of the year, most people. But in Minnesota, we still move in the winter months nowadays. Like, it's only about half. Uh, home sales go down about 50% during the winter time. Um, but right now is really a planning time where people are planning if they're if they're thinking about buying or selling. Uh, it's a great time to get a hold of me, and we'll do the research, we'll do the homework, and see if it even makes sense for them to uh, buy or sell this year. There's a lot of feeling right now that we're going to have some kind of a housing crash, and it's just a feeling. I don't think that that's really true. We thought the same thing last year as COVID went on the rise, and actually home sales were up dramatically. I think because. They didn't have enough room for their Legos and their studio, you know, like with most people. Well, so. I mean, it happens, especially with yeah. a lot of your, you know, your your relationship bands. I mean, that's a very common problem. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, I only sold houses this year for relationship bands. That was my goal this year. You should make that your specialty. It's totally. a niche market. I'm it actually going to be selling my house soon, so <laughs> give me a call. Ho, ho, right ho. Here. Right ho. here. Right here. There it is. If you know somebody besides Eric who's buying or selling, give me a call. 612-859-2594. That number is also text-worthy. I'd like to state for the record uh, that I am drinking a Mountain Dew Code Red. And <laughs> When are you going to be 13? Why, well, why are you it's stating funny you that? Say, be only because I normally have some sort of $8 coffee drink on me. and Are you eating a Charleston Chew with that? <laughs> Okay, Pop I'm, rocks. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> drinking a, a, a lime phosphate. Okay, Charleston <laughs> Chew. It's, not, it's not the thirties. All right, I got myself a Charleston Chew, and I'm going down to see Betsy. I'm gonna get me. A, I'm gonna get me a take five and head down to on my penny farthing. <laughs> no, I just. I don't normally drink the drink of a twelve year old of a prepubescent male. I just. I was at. I got gas earlier today and gasoline, and I went in. I'm like, I need like a snack and i got a little snack and i, I went by i'm like i'm just gonna get a diet coke and there it was staring at me this bright <laughs> red bottle of code red like mountain dew i can't drink mountain dew um and it's all because of a childhood incident about when i was 12 uh, at a sleepover bunch of oh, guys no. i i killed an entire bag of doritos big family size bag and a two liter of mountain dew in the same night Oh, Did you whiz your pants in front of your friends? I didn't whiz my pants, but uh, no, it didn't hurl either. But uh, the aftermath was. We remember. Astastic. <laughs> That's, That's right. That's what happened. That's right. <laughs> Astastic is the word I'd like to use to describe space hug as well. Space hug. Kidding. You know that I'm joking. 
Uh, Space Hug is the duo of Eric and Adrienne, and they have been kind enough to hang with us. And they're gamers. I like them very much. So as we look forward, obviously, nobody knew back last March that we would still be fucking doing this every goddamn day, which, again... You have young children, so it was kind of going to be like this for you regardless, although you might have seen friends on the occasion. But, I mean, for everybody, you know, Sean and I, neither of us actively play music, although Sean's more capable than I am. But going out to see live music was a very routine part of my existence. So for performers and for uh, adorers alike, it sucks. It is not cool. It is not fun. It is aggressive. So, yes, vaccines are rolling out, and hopefully things are better, but January has been the deadliest deadliest month so far in the U.S. We don't really know exactly what the future looks like. What does the future look like, so far as you can tell, for Space Hug? Well, I think, like, our philosophy right now is to, like, let's just put stuff out on the net, and let's do some videos. We did a video for Infamous Entertainers, and we, we're going to shoot another one in, on the 20th for mm-hmm. the, the last song, My Trip Around the Sun. Do so, you need extras? We, Possibly, we may. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we right here. Well, right here. so us too. the the next one, we're, it's also kind of an opportunity, though, for us to you know be creative, feel like you're performing. You are lip syncing your own song to nobody, but right, right. eventually they get to see it, and we're using it as a way to also kind of give some patronage to some of those venues that are shut down, and some of those professionals, like lighting experts and things that for those stages. So. Uh, our original video, we went to the Chan, Chan Hassan Dinner yeah. Theater. And... Um, you're saying it wrong. Oh. It's Chan Happening. Oh, Chan, Chan Happening. Yeah. Well, it was the Chan not it so happening. It was Chan Happening that night. Yeah. Oh, very. <laughs> so dorky. Bam. I know. Bam. Yeah, but you know what? Don't ever apologize for that kind of dorkiness right yeah. there because yeah. I built a career on it. All right. Yeah. So don't don't you ever apologize for that. There. Exactly. I'm not changing. Well, we, we did that and, and, you know, able to kind of help. They have a great sound light tech there, Sue Ellen, and, and she helped us to kind of feel like rock stars for at least a moment. Um, we're doing the Southern Theater in Minneapolis is where our next one is going to be shot and some other various um, scenes. And that's going to be for My Trip Around the Sun, which is the last song. And that one was kind of our our love song and our story of getting through fucking 2020 <laughs> somehow with some semblance of a happy ending um, for for us you know in our relationship uh and so we're gonna kind of find a way to creatively tie that storyline into the video so for so for us coming up with these creative video ideas the concepts um hiring people that are local that are amazing to support us and you know give them a little bit of income during this time and And continuing to write and record and just yeah do it that way we love to do you know, performances once it's safe and we, we won't kill people. We, exactly. we, we actually right? have people lined up that want to do it. So it's just a question of, you know, it's all a question of when right now. When, yeah. I love the fact though, like, I mean, everybody in this lockdown is doing a series of, you know, either they're creating or they are doing live streams or whatever the case may be. But I love your commitment to supporting local artists, lighting people, gear people. I mean, you know, we talk so much about the musicians and the venues, but, you know, the the crew, man. I mean, like every time I've ever had to MC a gig, which is many, many times, at some point during that gig, there will be a shout out for the stage crew because mm-hmm. these 
are the people who are that skeleton that all the pretty glittery stuff gets hung on, right? right. I mean, without them, it literally does not happen. And they work their ass off. And yeah. So even in the best of times, they don't. I mean, they're they're the, they're for the first ones there, and they're there long after anybody and they else make you gets look to go home. Good. Yeah, Jackson that's Brown, the whole baby. bit, precisely. Mm-hmm. And so you know, like, and so even during the best of times, they're the ones who got the least amount of credit. And so to know that those people have some avenue to market and some people who believe in them and understand that during this time, I've just always been a, a huge, huge supporter of that. You know, like we're two doors down from the Parkway Theater on 48th and Chicago here in South Minneapolis. We've done lots of work with. Pardon me, the hook and ladder. It's that Mountain Dew Code Red talking <laughs> back at me. Right coming there. back. Repeating like a howitzer. Yes. Mm. <laughs> All right. We should probably wrap things up. Um, but before we go, space hug. Space, two words, space hug. <laughs> if people type that in online, they'll be able to find all your stuff? Mm-hmm. Yes, they will. Yep. At spacehugmusic.com, Facebook, Insta, uh, Reverb Nation. YouTube for the video. So. Yeah, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, all those good things. Well, We're there. We are also available on a wide number of those places. This is The Brian Oak Show. Before we go, again, thank you to our Patreon members. Thanks to Smart Start MN. And speaking of the people behind the scenes without whom this would not be possible, our good friends at AudioQuip, who what they do is rent this kind of high-end professional equipment that we're broadcasting and recording on right now. And I don't know how Nate and his amazing crew of people uh, have done it the last year because, sure, they're still occasionally... You know, a smaller TED talk over here or a weird, you know, live recorded thing over here. But this is what they do for a living. So the fact that they're still hanging out with us is very, very cool. Yeah. If you're planning an event for down the road, please contact Audio uh, Equip for all your audio rental needs and they'll hook you up. They're fantastic guys. Yeah. Again, Sean and I decided before we even recorded episode one, we weren't working with assholes and (laughs) Audio Equip, not assholes. I could even go further than that, that and could say be your logo. I could. Fa- <laughs> <laughs> we use the old Kurt Vonnegut hand drawing of an asshole. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's probably about time to wrap things up right now. Uh, Eric and Adrian, thank you very much. It's been lovely to hang out with you. You will thank come you. back and do it thank again. You, yeah? Oh, please, absolutely. Yes. All right, very good. So we look forward to see what else you have to make uh, when you get the video out. We'll promote that, and we'll have this podcast up and running before weekends. And uh, we're going to end with. Um, one song that I wanted to, when I, when I found out, when I first heard about your band, when I first heard what you were doing, it sent me tripping down memory lane. Gather around, kids. Grandpa's going to tell a story. <laughs> um, you know, Grandpa. Be, <laughs> well, <laughs> do I get to finish or not now, son? Um, Sorry, there, there was a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was um a, a male female duo who did back then trip hop was cool we're talking about the mid to late 90s now paul robb had already cut his teeth in a very popular minnesota band called information uh-huh. society and they had the song pure energy which was actually sort of an international dance hit which is sort of the equivalent of i don't know i mean like i can't Imagine they're still getting mailbox money on Pure Energy. Probably not a whole lot. But it was a huge deal into, you know, late 80s into the early 90s. And then Paul Robb, Information Society went away because techno bands notoriously do not last a long time. Unlike bands like Space Hug, which oh, sometimes can timeless. endure for decades. Timeless. Timeless, exactly. Timeless. Well put, Adrian. <laughs> um, and so he then got to work with a female vocalist in town who was primarily a singer-songwriter, much mellower, by the name of Barbara Cohen. 
And she is an amazing vocalist. Paul was an incredible atmospheric guy. They only put out one record under the moniker Brother Son, Sister Moon. But the summer of 1997, I absolutely fell in love with this record. And I hadn't thought about it in maybe 20 years until I heard the two of you were coming in. And I thought, well, let's go ahead and end the show with a little Minnesota music from Brother Son, Sister Moon, Paul Robb, and Barbara Cohen. This song is called Bangkok. Thanks for tuning in to episode 128 of The Brian Oak Show. Stay.